Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about SEO, new methods of SEO, how you can get results today. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Chris Labat. How are you, my friend? Excellent. Thank you, Anatoly. Thanks for having me on. Cool, cool. You know, yeah, I, I love uh, learning new insights. And you told me you have this insight, <laughs> uh, different methods, how we can use uh, semantic search. Uh, and um, we can check out another vision uh, of SEO. Before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to uh take this topic yeah so a little bit of background about me uh recently i was the marketing director of a local internet company so uh mainly we were doing telecom and tech uh we grew the website uh very much for their organic traffic in two years um in sort of my previous life i always have done uh mm -hmm. seo bank which is my agency we mainly do uh local seo but i've uh, been doing that for about 15 years and have been getting into more national guys SaaS, tech and manufacturing companies so yeah the uh focus for today so i've been doing a few talks on semantic seo and uh advanced schemas so Anything to do with entities is kind of the rage right now in sort of the SEO circles. I've seen a lot of people sort of combat it and you see like the fun conversations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is this really necessary? And then you see other guys kind of go all in with rank brain and what's happening with uh, Google's AI. So it's been a fun journey. I'm glad I made mm -hmm. the transition. Cool, cool. Uh, okay, uh, I want to start from questions that uh, my audience might ask, uh, and they often okay. uh, uh, ask me about. Um, uh, it's not related to our topic, but uh, you know, um, I have um, a big audience, freelancers, and. Uh, 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 different uh, owners of SEO agencies, and they uh, often ask how to find clients. Can you share your insights, how you can uh, find uh, clients uh, for your agency? Three top tips right away. So the best thing that I've found is if you find anybody that's doing either local ads or uh, Google AdWords, right, you can usually plug their URL into SEMrush and get a good metric from their ads report on how much money essentially they're spending. And, you know, you just basically pitch them, you know, would you like to put 20,000 K back in your pocket per month and really invest in your own authority and trust? So essentially what you're pitching them is, you know, why do pay as you go? I mean, I'm a believer of PPC if you need fast results, but ultimately you'll always be paying the meter and you're not investing in yourself, your own properties, your own authority and your own brand, right? So you can quickly show them um, from the SEO side of things, your, your traffic, uh, metrics where it shows you essentially how much money you would be saving if you got that organic traffic sort of back in your pocket and you didn't have to pay PPC. So that's kind of a quick way to just show them value right off the bat and say, hey, this is the ROI that SEO could put back in your pocket. And usually people like that. And, you know, if you have a little bit of a case study or anything like that, you just show them that way. Uh, tip number two, this one I absolutely love. This one's a little bit black hat, but I still absolutely love it. If you find any design agency in your local area, uh, essentially every single website 
uh, company will do this. They'll put their name in the footer. So just grab their URL again, put it in mm -hmm. Arefs, and then go to the anchor text profile, and it will show you a list, essentially, of all of their websites that they built over the years. So essentially what you have now is their blue book or their Rolodex of all the customers. So you have to kind of ensure that that agency doesn't do SEO as well, but you know two or three things that these people have paid for marketing and branding and built a quality website. You have all of these people basically in a Excel spreadsheet where you can start pitching on social media and say, hey, look at, you know, we've seen that these guys, and you can even reach out to the agency. It doesn't have to be like, gray hat, black hat here, just be like, you know, would you like to partner up? And I've done that personally, and it's worked out beautifully. There's another agency locally to me called Calix Studios. Uh, they mainly do websites, and I handle their digital marketing for the most part um, on the back end, and they handle the client, um, and, but I pass them website leads all the time. So we elevate each other. It works out great. Uh, third point. Uh, usually, I mean, a good, if you have, um, we personally have something called paper rank, uh, which works well. So if you can do anything. Uh, there's a depositioning course by Marty Marion. If you can get into a different sort of category class and just differentiate yourself. So two main things for me, I'm a little bit more semantic SEO or entity SEO focused. So that creates a little bit of a category class for me where it's, I'm a little bit different, right? Um, and then above and beyond that, if you can offer a pay per rank guarantee, we have that service as well. Uh, that really kind of just gives you a, to a different caliber of client, you know, so in case studies, I would always recommend case studies to, to prove your worth. Yeah, well, you yeah, said. Well, <laughs> I, I never <laughs> thought about like this, you know, <laughs> to find design agency, even web developers. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, to check out their portfolio, find, yeah, interesting. <laughs> okay uh okay let's talk about um searching keywords you know uh, i often get the question for example uh can you help me to promote uh, uh, uh keywords something like this finance uh, banking and uh, i ask them please show your website and they no i have no website i'm going to launch this website uh, in the next month but i i want to promote these keywords how to reply people and lead them in the right direction yeah, so obviously uh, the main thing there in Italy is, is uh, client expectations, right? So you have mm -hmm. to tell them. And that's where I think PPC can be a perfect fit. And even going back to the earlier question, how do you onboard people or get more clients? If you have a strong call to action, so usually for us, that will be like SEO is really going to be a little bit of a long burn um, or, or a slow burn where it's going to take time to build up that authority and get those pages created. You're going to have to do some, you know, site structure, technical SEO there as well. And you, you're, you're looking at maybe a two to three month timeline, depending on your competition, right? Plus backlinking, um, you know, linkable assets, all of that is in the picture. Um, having said that, if you give them a call, a strong call to action, sorry, where you ask them, you know, this is going to take a little bit of time. Maybe we should supplement this campaign and we'll provide you with, you know, whatever it is, $300 a month for two months or $200 a month, let's say in Facebook ads, that gives them the, you know, I'm here right away visibility uh, on the PPC side of things, and they'll get some sales from that. 
the the problem with that is it's not you know conducive long term where essentially they keep paying the meter you have to go back put a quarter in every day um you know you you're you don't have a parking spot you kind of want to pull up and it says ceo you have your own spot you're not worried about mm -hmm. running back to the meter right uh so there's a little bit of a difference there again it's it's just like investing um in finance right so when you start out in stocks you put you know fifty dollars away maybe then you start putting 150 dollars away but that nest egg grows through time and you have something to show for it you're building value in yourself yeah yeah good okay uh let's talk about uh, keyword research uh, and you told okay. me <laughs> that uh, keyword research uh is not obsolete but it's better to pay attention with uh topic research yes right am i right, right. yeah okay uh can you clarify this point <laughs> Yeah, so it's a great question, and I love this question because I'd like to maybe shift the paradigm a little bit with some of the SEOs. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of keyword research tools out there, and essentially, they'll spit out. And, and John Mueller recently had said, you know, the tools are there, they exist, everybody's going to get that list, but none of that stuff really is going to inform or help your company be more visible in search. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And this comes from a book by Eli uh, Swartz called Product-Led SEO. And essentially what he's saying there is everybody's going to get the same set of keywords. There's going to be a high competition level. And sometimes the keywords don't necessarily make sense what the SEO might pick. Like, you know, oh, I don't know. SEO consultant Windsor, let's say, and I mean, that's a keyword that I would go after because it's a local town for me. And we mm -hmm. rank one, number one, honestly, I've picked that keyword, but it doesn't say much for um, the end user. Maybe they're interested in um, like questions you're asking me, how do I get more leads? How do I get more clients? What about business stuff, right? So that product-led SEO book really talks about using customer data and customer pain points to inform your SEO strategy. And I see this argument a lot online. In fact, I just took a survey on LinkedIn when you messaged me and it was mm -hmm. like, who do you think would do a better job at SEO? And it basically said content writers or SEO. And the majority, I think it was 60% said uh, content writers do a better job. Uh, because they're speaking to the audience. However, where I think the caveat here is, is that that's all strategy side, so that you're picking out topics as opposed to keywords. But where I see SEOs as a huge advantage in myself, I mean, I'm a 100% true blue SEO. I love SEO. Um, they can tell you the difference on why maybe one content writer's piece is ranking third and the other guys is ranking number one, right? So that on the other side is SEO tactics, your ranking factors, why something has moved the needle as opposed to not moving the needle. So all of those things combined um, makes the difference. So keyword topics, I would start probably with a good seed list. So I'd figure out what my sort of keyword seeds are. But then I would go into sort of, I would call topical research mode where I'd be pulling out more. People also ask uh, related keywords, right? And back in the day, essentially, we used to say content is king, right? So I have a new catchphrase for 2021. I would say now with Rank Brain AI, context is king. 
And mm -hmm. that's just the way that things work now. So what do I mean by context? You really need to go into topical depth. And there's a great guy, Corey, uh, from Turkey, who's just been crushing it on semantic SEO. Um, I can't wait for his course. I think he's, he's doing great things. Um, so I, he's taking a look at the shift in the algorithm and he's applying that basically, and he's a smart dev, uh, and he's applying that to his content writing. So things like ontology of topics where basically you've mapped out exactly what you need to talk about. Like we just mentioned that even though we're in SEO, maybe you need to talk about the business side of SEO. You need to talk about getting clients and how you manage your, you know, your day-to-day -day practices, your SOPs, all of that stuff matters, but it's not like a direct keyword, like buy SEO services online. You know what I mean? There's other topics there that you should cover in order to get the full gambit of, of what you need to be as a topical authority. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hopefully that answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that um, content can't exist without uh, the right context. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like uh, valuable content, uh, because, for example, even if we take uh, other niches, even movies, uh, films, you know, <laughs> uh, people, uh, e even if you provide the best design, but uh, without uh, the right plot, uh, unique plot, something interesting, people won't watch such movie. <laughs> uh, it's the same. Yeah, with SEO, even uh, on um, LinkedIn, for example, when uh, I read uh, many guides how to uh, grow on LinkedIn, how to provide your marketing, and many of them proclaim you need to provide some unique design, uh, pay a lot with that. But uh, when um, after this, I, I learned uh, some influencers, uh, check out their profiles and found they uh, provide value. You know, they uh, don't care a lot about uh, the great... Uh, design you know the best design they just uh, share some valuable insights uh, text best insights and yeah it works perfectly fine i think in seo it's the same you, you can provide uh, infographic without the right context uh, some unique insights yes um, something like this okay uh, tell me about uh, uh, topic research uh, for example even uh, topic uh, has uh, a list of keywords uh, uh, because uh, in the end, uh, users uh, type uh, keywords uh, on Google and they find topics, yes, pages that have uh, many uh, keywords. Uh, how to group this uh, uh, list of keywords? For example, uh, I think um, in most cases, people use uh, SEMrush, Ahrefs, uh, Uber suggests many other tools. Uh, they find keywords. How they can group these keywords uh, uh, to find these topics? Yeah, so I, my process in, I think I would probably start with in links, they have something where you can create a topic map. Um, mm -hmm. So in links.net and it's Dixon Jones, the uh, original, um, he was a partner at Moz, or sorry, not Moz, um, Majestic. Uh -huh. I misspoke there. It's majestic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, he created another software in links, which basically uh, can help automate internal linking um, and as well as your schema markup, but his tool, the, the thing that I don't think it's promoted enough is that it is an amazing tool for semantic search and anything from his content briefs, which basically will show you, um, your topical gap basically. So which keywords you've written about in your current 
piece of article and which topics you need to include, but you can also use it for keyword research. Um, and he has something called a topical map. And so even if you did a quick Google search in links topical map, you'll see this sort of flower looking thing where at the center, it will show you your main topic. So, and he's done entity audits on people like SEM rush, and it shows essentially their coverage of topics. So it would mm -hmm. say things like on page, off page, um, content marketing, all of these concepts. And then it would have, you know, sort of a, uh, edge or a node going out to all the topics that you would need to cover. So usually I'd start with that and then I would get keywords around those topics. And then as another step, I would probably use a tool like cluster AI where I'd have all of those keywords and cluster AI is a clustering tool. So it says, okay, let's avoid keyword cannibalization and let's cluster, you know, these five keywords are very, very, very semantically close together. Again, that that's sort of that relationship, um, you know, topical, uh, topically related keywords, right, would all fit into the same bucket. And then those would all go on the same article. And then I'd want three or four individual articles on a certain topic. Uh, although they're different, so no keyword cannibalization there, that would be my silo back to the main service page. So in a perfect case scenario, let's say we're talking about on-page SEO, I might have three or four separate articles on how to tackle on-page SEO. So it might be keyword research, and then it might be uh, the hardcore on-page stuff like meta tags and stuff like that. And then you might talk about internal linking as a se separate topic. So those are all very separate topics, but they're all about on-page SEO. And then all of those would link back to, hey, sign up for my on-page SEO services. So again, topics, how are they related? Avoid keyword cannibalization. Uh, do your internal linking in a silo. So Google sees all those things clustered together. And essentially what you're trying to do is marry um, what's in the knowledge graph or mirror what's in the knowledge graph. So if it sees those entities uh, and essentially if you're writing uh, the keywords or entities, whatever you want to say there, uh, will essentially come out in your copy. You'll, you're going to hit some of them naturally. But if you use some other tools like Google's NLP tool, uh, it can show you exactly how many entities it's identified in your uh, page copy, and you can always enhance that. So the name of the game is essentially uh, the more, and uh, even InLinks has a tool for that. They call it search engine understanding. And so it measures how many entities you have on the page and it's search engine up, uh, search engine understanding score basically shows you how well of a job you did to basically place as many entities about a certain topic on the page as possible. Yeah, yeah, so it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of tools inside. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, I want to provide one more tool for you. Uh, it's interesting okay. to learn your feedback uh, because my team created a tool, a keyword clusterizator, uh, and uh, my tool uh, can uh, group a list of keywords uh, around forty thousand keywords uh, for 60 seconds you know just interesting wow. your feedback you know <laughs> the, uh, and yeah uh, it's valuable or not uh, just honest insights that's it <laughs> I, I will provide this uh, link uh, after uh, cast and yeah if you okay. have time just check it out and tell me <laughs> what do you think <laughs> one more time what's the name of the key keyword tool uh, 
Okay, word clusterizator. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it, okay. it's my name. <laughs> created okay, <this>. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it does the same thing. It clusters uh, keywords as, as far as semantic relationship or related. Yeah, to... for example, um, I can tell how it works. Uh, for example, you can uh, uh, upload a list of keywords from HRF, SEMrush, Google Keyword Planner. It doesn't matter. Just take this list of keywords and add to my tool and uh, it uh, groups uh, uh, to subgroups many subgroups uh, and uh, yeah uh, considering your uh, uh, additional features for example uh, minus words or I don't know uh, related words synonyms uh, yeah and it just takes a few seconds you know uh, yeah I'd love that yeah a, a big list of keywords just interesting to learn your insights you know because we we created this tool uh because my team uh spent uh, a few days to group a list of keywords uh, uh and uh, we did this job manually uh, we tried to use some um, analogs online but most of them they um, use um, uh, the top 10 results and try to figure out uh, which keywords are related to each other. We found another way and uh, uh, I think uh, it's uh, related to Google Keyword Planner uh, uh, had this tool. I don't know why uh, after uh, updating uh, the version uh, <laughs> uh, today we, we have no this tool, but, but that's okay. We, you can use my. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It's, it's it's usually a long process to create those content briefs because there's three or four tools that we log into that might have to, you know, we get maybe related keywords here and mm -hmm. then there's SEO minion, a plugin to pull PPA. Um, so if one tool could do all that, that would probably uh, help me scale the production, right? So that's awesome. Congratulations. Okay, okay. I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Oh, just uh, interested to know real feedback, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell more about schema. Why websites need to uh, set up schema? So I got involved with schema and there's a few courses out there that are really good. The semantic search side of things. So essentially with semantic search, it's uh, the main crux that I would say is uh, the relationship model, right? So, you know, your, your topical authority and, uh, related keywords, let, let's call them, but Google sometimes has a hard time, uh, understanding certain words like engine could be, you know, a car engine. It could be a steam engine. Uh, Buffalo is another example. It could be the state, it could be the animal. Uh, it could be the, the sports team. Um, so there's these things that, you know, um, Google is always trying to figure out and essentially that's what they created with the knowledge graph was essentially all of these entities, what they are, a little bit of information about a person, place, thing, organization, um, and schema is a way to get rid of any disambiguation in keywords. So when we use schema, essentially what we try and do in the about section of this schema markup is create uh, links. And we usually call them same as links, but essentially what we're trying to do is tell Google what the article or topic is about. So again, if I was using SEO, I could create a same as link that would be uh, in the about section and it would be same as search engine optimization. And then I would have a link to the Wikipedia article on search engine optimization. So, uh, it's a piece of code that automatically injects pure relevance 
uh, into your articles and topics and Google doesn't have to guess at keywords. So you give them, you know, a shortcut where it's like, oh, this page is about search engine optimization. Not only that, but it will crawl through those links and it can kind of see, and that's a good way uh, actually to build out your articles. If you take a look at Wikipedia's structure in that page, uh, SEO optimization, any blue links, you should also probably create a topic or another page around and similarly uh, use the same internal linking structures. So they might mention on page or off page SEO, right? So uh, all of those blue links are kind of clues on how to do your own internal linking or how to build out your, your topical maps for, for content. Okay, what about automation? Uh, can we um, optimize the process just uh, to set up schema and forget about uh, this code or uh, we need to check out manually and uh, provide additional insights to some elements? Yeah, and this is a tricky one. Uh, so I've been working on, uh, you know, with some devs of my own, uh, getting a Google Sheet semi-automated where I can quickly extract the entities from like Google's NLP API. And so basically like read the article, extract all the entities, find those entities as far as the um, Wikipedia articles or Wikidata URLs. And then I kind of have like all the entities in a list. And then on the other side, all of the links that I need to create the same as schema link code uh, for, for the markup, right? Uh, and that gets a little bit tricky. Inlinks does it automatically uh, if you set up the inlinks thing. So that's the only one that I know. Uh, the, the caveat there, though, is there's a catch if you um, don't subscribe to uh, inlinks anymore. It's all <laughs> injected through the DOM through a script. Uh, so all of your internal linking and all of your schema basically goes away, which honestly is very smart of Dixon because, I mean, it's a little bit of a uh, catch-22 <laughs> there. But uh, it does do good things. I, I have a case study on his uh, blog, and it does work well for, for sites, for automation. So Okay, you, you can share all links uh, to your case studies. Uh, I will uh, submit in the description below. Uh, guys, sure. if you listen on Spotify, Apple, or Google, it doesn't matter. You can find all these links in the description. Just open them, uh, use them. Okay, uh, tell, uh, you know, um, my audience often uh, ask me about uh, creating the right strategy, uh, content strategy, content plan. Uh, can you share your insights, how we can create the right strategy because uh, I think that uh, most projects fail they ch uh, they are chasing uh, high volume keywords you know they want to get them they uh, but they are overwhelmed overpriced you know <laughs> many big competitors there you need to compete with uh, Wikipedia many other websites uh, how to find the right strategy for example for a new website yeah, and that's a brilliant question. I mean, uh, we covered a little bit of the keyword research process, but I my eyes really open when I moved away from like, okay, just pick a keyword out of a tool, build a article and publish. Same thing over and over month after month. <clears throat> I moved away from that model and tried to plan at least, you know, at least six months to half a year of content around that. Okay, well, what's the topic gap? Build a topic map pull those keywords as far as the process goes. Um, once I have that topic map and I know kind of my silos that I need to build out, which which articles I'm sort of going after, 
Uh, I start out with phrase. So I'm a big believer of phrases, content briefs, and they have a great extension called data for SEOs. And inside of that, uh, basically you can pull topic clusters and it basically will almost populate a full brief for you. Um, and then that's a little bit of extra research. I would love to add your tool there so I can add those keywords, right? <clears throat> and then we hand that off to our content writers. So I would say there's three or four stages of publishing. But for me, I start out with phrase. It's a really good me creating the architect. Um, you know, this is what you need to create as far as a brief. Um, and it would have basically the H1s, H2s, a little bit about what you should write in each topic, answer these questions, the PPAs, and then maybe, you know, we do FAQ schema in there a little bit. Um, but then the content writer will write that, will publish. I'll do a layer of schema on that. And then essentially I'll just wait and see where it ranks. Uh, and usually we find with phrase, uh, the schema, and then as a last step, I would use in links sometimes if it needs it. Um, and then I don't even have to touch backlinks. So usually we can get with our on page because of rank brain and the way that we've shifted around to more entity SEO optimization. Uh, we don't really have to go after links as, as much as sort of our competitors. Uh, you can rank fairly well. Um, do I believe in backlinks? A thousand percent. Do I think they're probably still the most important ranking factor? A thousand percent. But if you don't need to use them, why not save, save the money, right? So that would be kind of my three-step process there. Phrase, uh, write the schema, usually handwritten. And then if I need uh, to add a little bit of topical relevance, it would be in links and, and that's it. Uh, do you consider keyword difficulty uh, from uh, SEMrush, Ahrefs, I mean, like uh, the competition in SEO? Right. So you bring up a good point that I kind of skipped over there was uh, we kind of like uh, Steve Toth has a great um, email subscription service called SEO Notebook. And he did a note on zero volume keywords. And I believe Corey was in that one as well. Mm -hmm. But he mentioned the keyword tool, uh, Keyword Chef. Uh, so there's a lot of like, again, going back to product led SEO and he used this strategy at FreshBooks where essentially he was going after templates plus, and then whatever the end user would be. So invoice template for tree services or invoice template for carpet cleaners. And essentially that's a super low volume keyword. Uh, where they could rank easily, but they would rank like, I forget how many they did, like 3,000 in a couple of months. Um, but that was a perfect doorway page for people to be interested in essentially signing up for their service, right? So many, many low volume keywords, they ranked at the top right away. That gave them a ton of visibility and it was perfectly designed for their end user, right? Hey, and we could do the same thing. Would you like an SAOP template for you know, entity research or topic keywords or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. building your topic map, uh, you could give that away for free and it would be a perfect entry into, you know, more services. So uh, food for thought there, but check out definitely uh, Keyword Chef. It gives you kind of low volume keywords that you can rank very easily. And that's where I'd start for, for a new site like finance, low, lower volume keywords. So yeah, good question. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay, okay. Uh, tell, uh, uh, can you share about um, user's intent? 
how to uh, analyze and provide the right um, task for copywriters uh, or content creators who will create this content. Yeah, so uh, Bojan from uh, Content Distribution has really good videos on how to scale content. So he even has uh, templates that he shares uh, and basically they break down the, the research uh, mode and they're about scaling, right? So these guys produce sometimes like 300 articles a month uh, type of problem. Yeah, it's a lot. So they, they got the system down pat. So as far as that goes, I'm always paying attention to, to content distribution, Nick and, and Bojan. And, and their mm -hmm. team because they seem like you know they're a well-oiled machine mm -hmm. uh but yeah youtube video if you check it out uh bojan at uh content distribution uh you can find the link in the description and, mm -hmm. and that's what i use for my guys yeah uh 300 articles it's a lot it uh, it's more like news articles uh it's not like uh step-by-step -step guides yes yeah, it, it's really across the board, depending on the client, but they do have a lot of really good case studies. And then they just have these, um, I mean, fat graphs is, is their mm -hmm. Facebook group, right? So they just see like, you know, the, the results of these things. Um, and it is a little bit of a process finding the guys, getting the guys in place. But if you just break it down, right? And you mentioned that too, right? Maybe there's a designer component. Maybe there's a content writer component. Maybe there's a layer of SEO uh, on there. And each one would have their specific, you know, sort of roles and responsibilities, but just breaking it down. And, and that's the key, right? It, the global market, I mean, me and you talking, you know, mm -hmm. kind of cross continents and stuff, <laughs> uh, that's getting smaller and smaller every day. SEO is a small world. I love meeting new people and seeing, you know, what what's different and good about the world, right? So, yeah, I think for SEO, it's more important uh quality yes for example for social media i, I like insights from gary v and he uh, shares that uh, quantity is more important for social media and you know it's interesting i agree with him <laughs> because uh, um, you know on social media nobody knows what works you can produce content and check out uh, where you can get engagement uh, high results and uh, for example uh, when i started um, i spent a lot of time to create valuable insights high quality content and uh, a few views you know nobody cares but when i started to produce a lot uh, sometimes uh, uh, you know uh, some posts that when i never wait for good results they provide uh, high results you know a lot of engagement and uh, yeah for social media quantity is key uh, if you uh, uh, post a lot uh, if you search if you test but for SEO, 300 articles, that means <laughs> the, uh, uh, but you know, uh, I think uh, uh, great offers, I know they usually write uh, thousand uh, words a day, you know, yeah. Uh, for example, even uh, Seth Godin uh, on his blog, <laughs> he posts every day because uh, you can improve quality step by step, uh, your experience of writing. Uh, and even uh, I read from a few books that if you uh, don't write one day, find some excuses why you can't do it, uh, you can uh, make uh, a few steps back, you know. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's better to write a lot at that point. Okay, uh, can you tell more about uh, finding the right copywriter? Uh, um, uh, for example, I, I often get this question that uh, it's hard to find uh, copywriters who know your topic, especially in uh, in the era it when we have this expertise authorities trust and we can uh, share tasks for uh, 
uh, brute copywriters who uh, write about everything, you know. Uh, uh, do you have some insights how to find them? Yeah, it's, it's one thing that I, I'll, I'll be honest with everyone that struggle with a little bit. Usually we probably go out and try and do like a either a Boolean search in, in LinkedIn, believe it or not. So we type in like copywriter plus and then the industry and kind of find somebody. And it's almost like doing like headhunting for hiring for a job, mm-hmm. which it is. I mean, you're trying to find uh, a candidate there. But um, having Most said that... <laughs> What's that? Yeah, ghostwriters. So, I mean, yeah. you're kind of trying to find, like, especially we just did this in finance. Uh, you mentioned finance mm-hmm. earlier. It was that exact same scenario. It was a new finance company, and essentially they did IPOs, initial purchase offerings, and they wanted to create, uh, you know, basically relationships between startups and angel investors and capital investors to get them money to build their companies. So, um, we needed to kind of hire somebody intelligently. And I mean, LinkedIn was kind of where we found them. But uh, it's it's tricky going that route because you kind of need a, a process, an SOP uh, there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of services out there, but I, I haven't had tons of luck unless you really, really feed them what you want. So if I give any advice, it would be write a really good content brief and tell them, really pinhold and, and lay it out for them. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And then usually you get what you want. Uh, do you uh, strict with some, uh, I don't know, like uh, your rules or style uh, when you um, create this brief or uh, share some space for for writers uh, to create their content? I can tell uh, why uh, I decided to, <laughs> to ask this question because from my experience, uh, when... Um, a copywriter uh, knows the topic. Um, I mean, like it's more specialist, yes, uh, uh, than a copywriter, and uh, uh, they usually know more than me. You know, when I provide insights, what you need, you need to write about weight loss, uh, two thousand words, uh, use uh, supplements, use uh, reviews, or something like this. But uh, I'm not good with this topic. I'm SEO specialist. But um, you know, uh, when uh, I tell them uh, I need uh, uh, this article about weight loss supplements, uh, I have no any restrictions. Just do your job, you know, because you can, you know, what people wanna get uh, to use your experience. I usually get much better results. Can you tell your insights? Yeah, and I, I would never want to squash like their creativity, mm-hmm. right? I, I believe 100%. Like, if I would, <laughs> like, you're right. If I went out and started writing, it would literally be tech math, Anatoly. It would be like bracket, curly, like all these, <laughs> you know, like physics. It would look like math. Uh, I'm way too much on the logical side to write, um, you know, either intelligently or creatively. And that's why I hire a content writer. So, I mean, it's a fine balance there and i mean really we call that middle pillar right where it's like right for the end user right for you know the individual the person at the end of the search uh but i mean my job is to ensure that they've at least included enough um you know of those ranking factors that that gets it to the top right otherwise nobody's going to read it so i mean i always see kind of like these arguments between seos and content writers where you know, case in point, I just did that survey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll send it to you via LinkedIn Messenger, okay. actually. Uh, so you can take a look and you can just see like the guys going back and forth because they're kind of separate roles. Uh, but really, they should really be like 
shaking hands in every way possible. Don't see them as opposing forces, seeing them as, you know, a team, um, be creative, be, you know, have funny, witty stuff in, in the article content. That's what I wouldn't want to go away. Uh, so when I'm giving them the briefs, I'm just like, you know, this, the hot spots we call them, you know, in SEO, right? So I would really write out their titles for them, but I would give them full reign to, to kind of fill in the, those topics uh, in the paragraphs part. Mm -hmm. So that, that's hopefully a, in, in between. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. Okay. Um, uh, tell me about the parameter it, uh, expertise, authority, trust uh, for our listeners. Uh, can you share your insights how to optimize with this parameter? Yeah, so that's kind of been coming up a lot lately. And uh, we've gone through, and I have another friend, uh, Chris from Propel Media, uh, who we've kind of created a checklist with. So we kind of shared uh, in between our agencies there. Um, mm -hmm. And we really took a look at, uh, again, uh, lawyers, kind of finance sites, who is really doing well. And we found that uh, the author profile was one of the main things that essentially uh, got them better rankings uh, after we tweaked. And he even has uh, sort of like a custom code where he goes, this is the author writing this blog post, but it was reviewed by uh, this person and edited by another person. And essentially, if they have their own author profile page, uh, essentially, uh, and this was a, another recent note by Steve Toth in SEO Notebook, you could put schema on that page and then have all of their, um, you know, authorship and related blogs in that, that page. Uh, so we basically have like all of this knowledge about one person writing the article, uh, which increases the authority, right? So what Google is ultimately looking for is like myself, yourself, you know, you obviously have a healthy, successful YouTube channel, you're doing interviews, uh, they know, you know, the people that you're talking to, and this creates this network and this relationship that increases your authority, right? So anytime we can create more links, anything digitally that they can follow, and they see the network and the relationship, um, that increases your eat factors. So other things I would say to pay attention to is your about page, privacy policy, your terms of service, uh, all of the legal kind of pages that nobody likes to write. Um, another really good one is just add open graph protocols uh, in your social media uh, networks into your WordPress. Usually it takes care of that if you're running a good SEO plugin. Uh, but all of those things, essentially, you kind of want to do the same thing as the knowledge graph. You want to inform Google that you are an authority and you have these other properties like your YouTube channel or, you know, your Facebook, LinkedIn page. Uh, and then it starts to understand. So uh, that goes back to, you know, again, schema. You can do a lot of really good things there. So uh, do we need to set up schema for... Uh... All pages or uh, just uh, pages that we are going to run? Yeah, so I have a schema bootcamp on my YouTube mm -hmm. channel and I kind of word against uh, using plugins because usually what happens um, is it writes blanket schema for every single page and it's just like every page has like local business or organizational schema and essentially that's not what you want to do at all. Each page should be an individual template, like there's an about template, 
your homepage should definitely be either like a local business or organization, but every other page, including like blog articles should definitely be of that type, uh, either article or blog article type. And you can write out schema for exactly what's on the page. Uh, so I stay away from, from global, uh, plugins. Okay. Uh, and, uh, the last question. <laughs> Tell me uh, how to learn SEO. You know, uh, people often uh, want to know how to be an expert, how to uh, get high results, and where to start. Uh, provide your insights, how you learn SEO, and how you recommend to learn SEO to others. Yeah, so I started out, I actually have honors in web development, and I got my first job at an agency, and I was doing kind of like, bench monkey work so it was like who's the new kid and it was like there's a computer over there go fix that <laughs> it was like they literally called me bench monkey uh so i'd sit on the bench and i'd fix stuff and then we'd go and we'd do a little bit of it work uh and eventually you know they let me touch code um but as a new guy coming in uh there was three or four other you know high-end php developers and they were doing like custom back-end stuff and you know i'd get an html site or something every now and again and i'd practice my chops but the ceo he was uh true blue uh seo and he did seo for the company and then one day it was like chris come with me he's like i got too much seo work let me train you on seo a little bit and he gave me sort of like this black box of like a hard drive full of um you know white papers and courses and so i just studied and studied and studied and that was my start into seo and i what i found was like you know, in the web world, you build, you know, websites and everybody, you know, they kind of like cut their teeth on how good they write code mm -hmm. and how the design is. But ultimately, the only thing that mattered is somebody went to that website and signed up. So I grew uh, highly important as a junior guy uh, because it was like, no, this is actually where the money is. Like, this is where guys really pay attention because SEO is make your break you as a business, right? So I fell in love with that. I started doing more and more on the marketing side. I got into, uh, kind of moved away from uh, web dev shops and got more into marketing agencies where I did their, you know, digital marketing for them. Uh, and then started my own agency once I learned that digital SEO was the highest ROI that you could get. So anybody starting out, I mean, there's thousands of resources out there, um, mentorships and, uh, you know, masterminds have done really, really good things for me, uh, in the past. So get in a mastermind if you can, there's a lot out there. Um, you know, internet marketing gold is a, a software sort of the, uh, call it the internet or sorry, mm -hmm. Netflix for SEOs, I think is the tagline. Uh, so that's Kyle Roof and, and Ted Kubitis and uh, Lee. Uh, really good people. I mean, they, they tell you anything you want to know. So uh, that's a great starting resource for anybody starting out. Yeah, yeah, valuable, valuable. <laughs> okay, uh, before we, f we finish, uh, tell how uh, people can reach out to you, find your stuff, learn from you, follow you. Yeah, all insights. I appreciate that very much, Anatoly. Yeah, so I mean, you can always reach out on uh, LinkedIn. I believe my uh, profile is Crystal Bat SEO uh, on LinkedIn and my YouTube channel. If uh, they want to visit the website for services, it's www.seobank.ca.
Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, guys. Uh, you will find all these links in the description below and uh, other links that we mentioned uh, on this podcast. Listen also on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, or any other platforms. And see you next time. Cheers. Cheers, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.